Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. so glad that you're with us, whether you're here in Urbana or you're joining us down in Sullivan or on Vineyard Live. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. Yeah. Well, it is Daylight Saving Weekend, and if you have young children, may the odds ever be in your favor for a smooth transition over these next few days as we adjust. And I know it is hard to lose an hour of sleep, but is anyone else really excited about the hour of sunshine that we gain? That's right. I was more excited thinking about it yesterday than I was this morning, but I think it'll get better. That's true, but spring is coming, (laughs) and today we get to share together, which is one of our favorite things to get to do. It's so fun um, to get to bounce back and forth up here and and get to share our hearts with you today, and what we're going to do is we want to share a little bit about what we feel like the Father is it has and is depositing here through our More Love, More Power conference. Um, We love to call this conference MLMP because we love acronyms around here. You especially love acronyms. Me, I do. I love words. And um, this is an annual gathering where we gather with people all over the country in vineyard churches and in non-vineyard churches for four days of teaching and worship and power ministry. And what we've actually realized is that these conferences... They impact a lot of people who come in, but they're also for us as a church family. And so we want to make sure that we take time to share what God deposited over those four days with everyone. Yeah, I think God loves to do things together. He loves us when we, as family, we get to be on this journey together. So whether you get to be there or not, there's things that God's depositing in us as family, and we want to invite you into that, whether you got to actually attend the conference or not. uh, God's always doing this. This is actually, I think, this was the ninth year we've actually done this conference. So next year will be a decade, which is really cool. which is really amazing. And we know, how many of you, just show of hands, how many of you were able to either see some of it or catch it on our live stream, just so we kind of... Sullivan, you too. Okay, great. So some of you did, but we understand. You work, you have jobs, you have families, and it's difficult to be able to come and experience the entire uh, conference. So as a gift to you, anyone coming, whether you're part of our church here today or not, we actually would like to gift you with 30 days free on Vineyard Live Plus. Now, you might not have even known that we have this thing called Vineyard Live Plus. This is our platform where you can actually get all of our conference messaging. You can hear from past speakers, not just this conference, but all the conferences we've had over the nine years. And just as a gift to you, we'd love to give you 30 free days. You can log in and you can watch all of the main sessions, the TED Talks, the workshops. Plus, again, there's tons of other content. Because today, what we're actually going to do is we're going to show some of our favorite clips. We're going to share four different themes that we heard throughout the conference. But we don't have time. We don't have time to fully you know, unpack everything that no, God did. There's no way we could unpack everything that God did. And the amazing thing about that is we, we really created that tool because we realized we don't want to lose those deposits. We want to be able to go back. We want to be able to hear. We want to be able to refresh ourselves. And this actually has all of our past conferences, uh, lots of other content that's been put on there as well. Just a way to kind of aggregate all of that, in, all of those things so that we can have a place on a repository to go back yeah. and see what is God deposit. 
visited in Yeah, the so when you came in, you should have received a card. If you didn't, they're at the doors, or you can go to our sign-up, um, our connect desks. In Sullivan, you can talk to Jamie Crozier, and she can help you. But we hope you take advantage of this to be able to review the material. So what do we hope happens today? Well, our, our heart's desire is that, that whether you were able to be with us or not, as Julie said, that you will be able to participate with us today as we refresh and as we go through this. And we want to just invite you into those amazing things that God uh, deposited in, that we were able to give away, because there are, there are amazing things we get to give away as a church. And if you're part of our church, then you're part of that. You're part of what God is depositing here and stewarding here and helping us to learn and grow in so that we can give it away. Because just as in individuals, God's always pouring in so we can continue to give away, and he does that as a church as well. Now, before we get into too many of the serious things, I think it's, it's really helpful to start with some laughter, because yeah. God really used laughter uh, in a powerful way, I think, in this last conference especially. And Now, we at Urbana, we know Joanna Machen, who helps us lead worship. In fact, she's leading worship for us today. She's awesome, and she's really funny too, uh, and she, she often hosts even here, but she actually was added to our host spot for uh, the, the MLMP this year, and she had us just rolling. She has got a gift for laughter that's just unbelievable. In fact, she started an entire trending hashtag called hashtag putty bomb. Now, now, if you're not familiar with who Putty is, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead and explain who Putty is. If you're not familiar who Putty is, Putty is one of our senior executive pastors and a regular teacher and preacher here and one of the conference speakers. Yes, and so she created this hashtag Putty Bomb, and the idea was that all throughout the conference, people were encouraged to get pictures with Putty in the background, hopefully completely unknowingly by bombing him. Bombing the picture. Bombing the picture, which if you're not familiar, bombing the picture, right, is normally somebody intentionally bombs your picture. They jump in the back, they make a face, whatever. This was unintentional, and we wanted to capture him in many of those moments. And so it was a lot of fun uh, to see all the crazy ways that people would do that. And this caught on very quickly. Uh, and actually, somebody at the conference created an entire Instagram account called Putty Bomb Master, just dedicated to the amazing places that Putty was found. And, and it turned into a whole nother thing, because we'll see, Putty's got a whole nother backstory we didn't even know about. Yeah. Bowling. Football. Football, amazing. I, I haven't even seen the championship ring, all right, is, is the Patriots. Um, but there, there was a specific picture that, that we all just thought was, it was burned into our memories, and so if you weren't there, we wanted to make sure it was burned into your memories uh, as well. So if you could go ahead and put up the, the gymnastics picture, who knew? <laughs> who knew the talents that he has? Uh, I think Joe mentioned, she's not quite sure with that face, it must be a very high-pitched sound that's coming out, we can't hear it, but <laughs> clearly it must be. But we felt it was our duty as, as your pastors and leaders to let you know that this was some of the crazy things that happened uh, that you may have missed out on, and yeah. you need to be aware, yeah. and never let hashtag putty bomb die, just keep that's it going, right. just let it keep that's rolling, right. okay? Well, laughter is good, isn't it? Because in healthy families, we laugh together. But it wasn't all just fun and games at MLMP this year. There was a lot of power. And, you know, again, as we said earlier, one thing we've realized is that oftentimes what God does in the conference really helps shape um, our church, our mission, our vision for the upcoming year. And this year we entitled the conference, All Things New, and we are now launching into a new message series where we're gonna take the next few weeks to unpack what we feel like God actually is doing with this whole idea of all things new. Our conference scripture that we based the, um, our, our conference on was 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. And I'm gonna pick up now in verse 17. This is what this scripture says. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. 
Behold, everything is fresh and new, and God has made all things new. And he reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. You see, when we say yes to Jesus, we become new creations. We believe that we are given a brand new identity. The old Julie, the old Mike, they die. And we are born again into who we were always created to be. And I love the language here from the Passion Translation that we're not simply refurbished. We're not renovated. No, we're made completely new through our union with Jesus and the indwelling Holy Spirit. So here's the good news. God has made all things new. He has reconciled us to him. And then what? He's given us the job of reconciling the world unto him. Well, how do we do this? Well, our speakers actually had something to say about that. And so we want to unpack a few of the themes that we heard throughout the conference as we look at this whole issue of all things new. And really, truly, our hope today is that you would feel included, that your heart would know that, that you're part of what God's doing here in this house. And so we hope to summarize and then steward what the Holy Spirit deposited. So I'm just going to pray and invite him to be the teacher among us today. So Holy Spirit, we do welcome you here in our midst to be the teacher and to help us as we reflect on what you've given us over these past um, few weeks, Jesus. And so we just pray for ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so one of the, the things that, that, that we learned was, and it, was, it felt like it was a key takeaway through this conference, was this idea that we mature through mission. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're often encouraging one another, if you hang around here long, we're often encouraging another to partner with the Holy Spirit uh, in everyday life. And yet, I know for many of us, we can often feel in this place where we just don't feel qualified. We're like, well, maybe if I, if I get my life together, if yeah. I get all things right, then maybe I'll be able to partner with Jesus to change the world. And, and what I loved about uh, our speaker, Brian Blount, and if you were here last weekend, you had to experience him here during our services as well. He shared with us and shared some of this message, but he so beautifully opened up about how God embraces us and matures us through all of life, yeah. the good and the bad the miraculous, and the mundane. You know, Brian told stories of how in everyday life, in the midst of his own physical pain and, and suffering that he was walking through, then his son's rare and devastating condition, plus his own mother having stage four cancer. In all of this, he partnered with Jesus to see the kingdom come all around him as he prayed for the sick, he loved, and he encouraged them, the lost, and he saw God move in powerful ways. Let's watch this clip right now as Brian shares with us. You know, but we're going through this process. You know what, my wife makes this brilliant statement. She says, God doesn't give his mission to the mature, but he matures those on mission. <laughs> Let me say that again. God doesn't give his mission to the mature, but he matures those on mission. But sometimes we think that the conference experience or these high moments are, are supposed to be all lived out. We're supposed to have the goosey, bumpy feelings and everyday mundane activities. And I'm telling you guys, that's not how it always is. But one thing is true, Christ is in you. Christ is with you. Christ loves you. And he wants to, you to be a place where you can be a beacon of that love and light everywhere you go. And then the mission of the gospel is found in the mundane activities of your life. It really is. It's when you get that unexpected phone call, right? It's when you're going to the grocery store. It's when you're being a mom, you're being a dad. See, we want to 
that's sacred, this is secular. Jesus says, no, I want it all. It's all sacred. And every part of your life uh, is about, I believe God's inviting us to enjoy him and enjoy his mission. And that's really that thing at our church, this last year the Lord really spoke that to Gene and I, said we wanna go for the long haul, and I think to go for the long haul, we have to have the revelation that God, we are to enjoy God and enjoy his mission. And we enjoy God because he's, and he's enjoying us. He really is enjoying us. But I'll tell you, that, that's come through a lot of uh, trials, a lot of tribulation, a lot of suffering. Yeah, God doesn't give his mission to the mature. He matures those who are on mission with him. You see, we were designed for relationship and partnership with a good father. We don't actually have to wait till our life looks perfect or we have it all together. Rather, God takes both maturity and mission and he mashes them together beautifully. You know, I think so often we want to separate our lives. We want to separate the sacred and the secular. We, we want kind of to keep our relationship with Jesus over here and, and our our life over here, but what, what Brian really encouraged us was not to let life stop us from engaging in all that Jesus has for us. And I know for myself, it's just so tempting to compartmentalize our lives, um, but there is such an invitation. I love what Brian had to say there, that God is inviting us to enjoy him and enjoy the mission that he's called us to, whether we are a school principal or we're a stay-at-home parent or we work at the university or we're a farmer. We are invited in our everyday life, no matter what's happening, no matter the highs or the lows, we're invited to do the stuff with Jesus. And I love this, Daniel Goulet, who's a worship leader here, but also our creative um, conference director, he shared this analogy at the beginning of the conference about winemaking. And I actually didn't know this. He was sharing how there's multiple steps. You know, of course, there's the harvest. But then the second step in winemaking, in making new wine, is the crushing and the pressing. And I think what often happens is when we're going through things like this, we actually don't realize that Holy Spirit is working in the pain that's in our life. And if we say yes to allowing maturity to come through mission, we're going to see amazing things happen. What I love about that picture, too, is realizing, again, this idea because we're maturing on mission, you know, God loves our mission. But because we're in these different stages, there can be different pieces of our lives that are in that different stages of that process. And that's okay. It doesn't stop us from continuing on the mission God has for us because there's certain things he needs to percolate in us, to, 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 to hold up in us a little bit. And there's other things that they're ready to go and he's ready to pour out in us, but it's okay yeah. because we're continuing to mature right. through the mission that God's given us. So we don't have to wait till we feel ready. We don't have to wait till the conditions are perfect. And actually Saturday morning, Clay Harrington, one of our pastors here, he shared a powerful message. There was both humor and deep revelation. And let's roll the clip of what he had to say. You know, I don't think that's quite the right clip, but it might be the right clip. It is the right clip. And I, I, you know, you know you can minister to the Macarena. That actually happened. We didn't just make that up. We did not make that up. That actually happened at the conference. If you You don't come, you should buy a ticket just for that show. You're going to want to go on Vineyard Live Plus. Oh, yes. And you're going to want to watch Saturday morning, the first session, so that you can see why Clay did do the Macarena. I encourage all of you to clip that out. And just, again, like hashtag putty bomb, you just keep sharing it over (laughs) and over and over. Clay will really, really appreciate that, I think. (laughs) 
That wasn't the clip I was talking about, though. I, it he might actually, not have been. But he it... actually shared about Harriet Tubman, the famous <laughs> underground railroad conductor. And he shared actually about some adversity that she had faced, but how she chose actually to mature through mission. And so actually, I want you to roll that clip of what Clay had to say about that. Is that she was relentless when it came to saving slaves, to leading slaves to freedom. One of the things that you may not know about her is that she got hit with a, uh, an iron weight and came and hit her in the skull, cracked her skull, significant brain injury, and she was hurt bad. But from that time, she received more visions from the Lord, dreams from the Lord, in a direct access way than ever. It's funny, what the enemy meant to destroy her, God used to build her up even more. Yeah, God loves to partner with us even when we feel weak, especially when we feel weak. We mature through mission. You know, we all want testimonies in our lives, but we rarely want the tests that come along with the testimonies. And I just think there's an invitation to all of us that if we want to step into the new things of God, we have to be willing to mature through mission. Well, we do this, but we don't do it alone. We do it with other people. And so we were challenged by Diane Lehman, my mom, in a way um, that was really powerful, but really challenging to learn to love. This is a really simple tr- truth, yeah. but with a lot of simple things does not mean that it's easy. And I challenge us just how she's been feeling afresh, just an invitation from the Father to see Jesus in every person. Let's check out this clip. The, the name of this conference is All Things New. And I was really excited about that because there's so much new, right? The new covenant, the new wine, the new spirit, the new creation, the new name, the new heaven and earth, the new song, and oh, the new commandment. Oh, the new commandment. A new commandment, Jesus says, I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. You know, he didn't say, a new command I give you. Heal one another as I have healed you. Save one another as I have saved you. Deliver one another as I have delivered you, although we're sent to do all of that. But he said, a new command I give you, that you love, that you love one another as I have loved you. See, we want to change the world with Jesus, but it has to start by loving the world with Jesus because we don't have authority where we don't have love. Mm-hmm. And so Di focused on these two main points of first learning to love ourselves, which is often easier said than done, and then learning to love others. And I love that new commandment that she read from John 13. And the verse that follows it, I think, is so powerful too. In verse 35, it says, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. See, love is that central focus of God's interactions with us. It's, and it says, by our love for one another, that's how we're actually going to know, people are going to know that we follow Jesus. See, we can, we can learn to love ourselves, not in a selfish or, or arrogant way, but as new creations in union with Christ, mm-hmm. made in his image of much worth and value. And we have to start from that place. And 
And, and I believe it's this, from this place that we can begin to combat this epidemics of loneliness and anxiety and depression and suicide mm-hmm. that just are rampant all throughout society. And I don't want to, these aren't simple fixes for complex problems, but Jesus has to be a foundation to give us true freedom in these places to truly combat and come against those. And of course, this loving sounds really good uh, until you have to put it in practice and you realize Jesus didn't give us any exceptions. You know, I can love everyone except, and you can all fill in the blank with the person whose name just popped in your head right now, right? (laughs) We all have somebody that's popping it, maybe multiple people that are in there. He didn't give us those exceptions. And so what we, the, the challenge is we're not mustering up this willpower. This is God empowering us to yeah. think as he does. And when God sees people, he sees them, here's the full potential of who I created them to meet, and that's always gonna include Jesus. Yeah. So when we see them, we can see them with the full potential of who he created them to be. We can see Jesus in them, and we already know how to love Jesus. So we can learn to love them well. That, that new commandment that tells us to love one another, it's, it's not a romantic or a mushy feeling That's a, that comprises who we are. It's an active choice. It's hardworking. It is a renew your mind to think like Jesus kind of love. Mm-hmm. So when we can see Jesus in others and loving them as he would, that's what helps us to have those healthy conversations and interactions with people, even though they might have different faith or political viewpoints. Gasp. Did you hear that? We can We can have healthy interactions there. That's what we can do. See, Jesus didn't lose who he was by interacting with tax collectors or the Samaritan woman at the well. Mm -hmm. Rather, he demonstrated who he was in those interactions. And that's the difference. If we want to truly love people and follow Jesus, we have to follow Jesus' example. We have Mm -hmm. to see how he sees. Mm -hmm. That's what we're called to do. Made in his image of much worth and value. Of much worth and value. And so we've been mature through mission, and then we had to learn to love. Okay, what else did the Spirit teach us? This was another theme that we saw throughout the conference, and it was magnify the light. One of our speakers, Mm. Chris Vallotton, um, really challenged and encouraged us when it comes to why we're here. And he unpacked what he believes is the call of the church, which is to be part of the solution to all the problems in the world, working through men and women just like all of us. And he challenged us to magnify the light that is within us. He encouraged us to let our light shine, not so that we could get fame, but so that our Father in heaven could be glorified. And so turn with me now to Matthew 5, and I'm actually going to read out of the message translation um, because I love the picture that this paints. This is what it says, verse 13, let me tell you why you are here. I love that. Listen up. You, you're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Why are we here? We're here to be salt and light to the world. What does 2 Corinthians tell us? That God has made all things new. That he's reconciled us to him. And now our job is to reconcile the world unto him. And how do we do that? We do that by magnifying the light that is within us. Take a look at this clip of Chris explaining it. You're the light of the world, Jesus said. A city set on a hill can't be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket but sets it on a lampstand. So you're a city set on a hill that can't be hidden. Next verse. 
do your good works in such a way that people see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. Did you notice that good works were light? I'm saying, I don't know if anyone saved money on their electric bill since you've been a Christian. <laughs> so sometimes when Jesus uses metaphors, we have to say, what does that mean? You're the light of the world. Well, it's definitely not saving on electricity. So what does Jesus mean by light? He means illumination. How many know we're salt and light? We're illumination and revelation. We're revelation and preservation. I'm simply saying, like, our job as an apostolic people is to transform culture. Powerful. It is powerful. See, we get, we get to magnify the light. That is so powerful. We, it's our job to transform culture. And so when we don't engage with culture, we're actually putting our, our light under a basket or under a bucket, as the message translation says. Mm-hmm. And, and this doesn't mean we become the culture. It means we're, we're, we're showing the culture what healthy culture should look like. We get to be an example of that in healthy families and healthy communication, healthy engagement with our communities, healthy engagement with really tough topics. See, when we can do these things well, people want to know what's different. Mm-hmm. The Jesus in us is going to be attractive to, to what they're doing. And I love that Chris shared these unbelievable stories of, of transformation that their church has been able to engage with in their city. And I was so encouraged by that because that, we feel like that's where God is taking us as a church. And I love to see the partnerships that God is unfolding and doing uh, both here and in Sullivan. Sullivan's seeing amazing things happening at their community center and building 1225 seeing mentoring in schools, the preschool uh, that they're able to engage with. And as they engage, they're seeing people say, hey, I want more of what, what's there. And we can do that here, our Hope Center, engaging our community and serving those in need and finding ways to build more community partnerships. As we partner, people want to know more of who we are and what we can carry. See, if the world's getting darker, whose responsibility is that? Because hmm. that's the narrative that we can hear today. You are the light. Mm-hmm. You are the light that is to bring. You're still the solution that God brings. See, we're not building a church to put a basket over believers. Yeah. We're building a church that's meant to be a lighthouse. We have been made new. God has reconciled us to himself, mm-hmm. and now we get to reconcile the world to him. Illumination, light, and revelation, salt. Mm-hmm. So fun. We get to magnify the, the, the light everywhere yeah. that we do life. Yeah. So to recap, we mature through mission, we learn to love and we magnify the light. And then lastly, the, the last thing we saw was that we were challenged to pioneer a new path. I thought it should have been putty bombs, but you said no. Yes, Mike wanted putty bombs. I said not appropriate. So pioneering a new path. You know, we have the pr- privilege of learning from Putty week in and week out because he's part of our regular preaching team here. And we lovingly call him the professor. And let me tell you, the professor was in the house. Our creative team actually transformed the back wall into a ginormous whiteboard for Putty. And yes, he had a laser pointer and everything as he took us through this amazing Prezi. Um, I, I feel wrong calling it Prezi presentation, but it's kind of what yeah, it is. It's just Putty's best life. Putty, Putty's best life. Yeah, as he, he, he took us through <laughs> where we're at right now in the church and where he believes the Holy Spirit is leading the future of the church. You know, my dad, Hap Lehman, is our founding pastor, and he has said this statement to us over the years. He said this, the message never changes, but the methods have to shift to meet the marketplace. Let me say that again. The message never changes, but the methods must shift 
to meet the marketplace. And we're in one of these shifting times in our culture, right? We're in a time in which many things are changing. The way that we've thought about church and, and built church and done church is shifting. Why? Because we are in one of the greatest technological shifts in the last 500 years, the age of the internet. And it has truly affected everything. And so Putty really unpacked kind of how we viewed the church, some obstacles we're facing, spiritual warfare that's at play. And then he gave us some application points to really chew on. But and, I love And chew we did. We did. It yeah, was, was a, the first was night full. of the conference. We said like our, our brains kind of felt like... It was Afterwards. great. It was great. You can use that little emoji on your phone where the, <laughs> the brain explodes. I love that one. Um, but he really brought it together with under three things. He, he tied it all together that the church, the new path that we're on, it's going to come with three things. First, unity from the Holy Spirit. Second, our assignment from the Father. And thirdly, under the headship of Jesus, that it is really based in the Trinity. And, and get excited because I'm pretty sure a Prezi is in all of our futures. Um, if you continue with us on this series, um, for he, he's all for sure new. addicted to the big screen. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, he's never going to want to give it up. I think he yeah. wants one in his office, but yeah. we're going to have to work on that. <laughs> you know, he, he actually had a really powerful quote that I wanted to share with you. And it says this, what the church needs right now. Read that one. Uh, what the church needs right now is the courage to move towards a new future. Apparently, I have the wrong quote in here. Sorry, buddy, you didn't quote that. Uh, you did quote that one. Uh, but what God is doing, he's it, really, it's going to take every generation working together. And I love this picture. Julie actually had the last session, and you invited uh, Happy, your father, and our founding pastor up to join you in, in, that, in that last session. And I just love the picture uh, of this generational yeah. unity, pioneering and, and stepping into what brings unique strength from each generation yeah. into that we need, we into need that all piece. the generations All the generations together. have yeah. to work together. And what we're, what we're called in to do now is to pioneer new paths so that our grandchildren's grandchildren can stand on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. See, we're planting orchards so a generation that will never know can love God. See, this, this pioneering a new path, it's actually, it's part of our DNA. When, when Happy and Diane, our founding pastors, they, they, they founded this church more than 40 years ago, they were pioneering this new path and sowing seeds that are providing fruit for us to eat from today. Yeah. They didn't know uh, that it would be you in the seats today. Mm-hmm. They didn't know it would be uh, our kids and students in our kids' ministry and student ministries that would be filling those up today. They didn't know that there was gonna be a Sullivan campus or a Vineyard Live. They didn't know any of those things but they knew they were called to say yes in the now for a harvest into the future. Yeah, I just love that picture that we're building for a generation that will never meet. This is our heart. Our heart is that we would not build it unto ourselves. We would build it so that men and women in the future could know the incredible power and truth of Jesus. That they would know that Jesus is really bigger and better and more beautiful than they could ever imagine. So what did we learn at More Love, More Power? We learned to mature through mission, learn to love, magnify the light, and pioneer a new path. Or we learned MLMP. Yes, I do love words. And we had an amazing team that worked with us on this. So hopefully you're never going to forget all the things that, that God began to deposit in here. And of course, you can take advantage of going on Vineyard Live Plus and yeah. listening to the messages because we just gave you a tiny snapshot. But this is what we want you to hear. Whether you were here or not, this is for you. This is for this generation. This is for this house and this community. And we want you to be a part of it. And so, Mike, would you just pray and close us? Yeah, let's just bow our heads as we pray. Father, we're so thankful for... Uh, 
this opportunity to come, to share together as family, whether this is your church home or you're visiting here today, we are all unified through Jesus, God, and we thank you for that, that we can share our love for him together and we can share it with the world. And so pray, God, that you would just take what you've been pouring into us, the lessons that you've poured into us, and let it be things that come out of us Mm -hmm. naturally in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teaching.